Hello. What do you want? Lawnmower fuel and ice. Paul's podcast music. The playlist that plays the playlists. I was listening, re-listening to some old Funkors this week and they had a little bit about the Amen break playing off that. It was very funny. They're not coming back, eh? No. No. It really sucks. Anyway, such is life. What thoughts do we have on the music of this week? That's a valiant attempt to not go, music, music, music. I was going to start with my uh, Will Smith anecdote about the Even album. What is your Will Smith anecdote about well, it's not the a- Even anecdote, album, it's, which is our uh, Joker album of the week? Uh, Even's double album, Reverse Light Years, I think it was called? Yes, it is called Reverse Light Years. So I don't know if you saw that Will Smith had a book out this week and one of the Talking about his open relationship. Uh, amongst other things. And one of the things he said was that he had sex with so many women that every time he orgasmed, he felt physically sick and would, you know, have this reaction where, where he would actually have to go and vomit because, you know, he, he just had sex with so many women. <laughs> that wasn't well, him on the sideline at that fucking jazz game, was it? Yeah, it could have been. He just had a bit of nookie and had yeah. to get it out of his system. Well... That was a big body uh, shot, if so. I have a Welcome similar to reaction to... I have a similar reaction to 90s. You have a similar reaction? Well, I'm more... I, I tend to laugh a lot. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry, am I oversharing? Um, what, you have a similar reaction to... Like, 90s rock pop bands, because I had to listen to so many fucking bad examples of this music that I just can't do it. I did not enjoy Even's double album one iota I just, just couldn't do it did you enjoy I- iota's album uh, I don't know whether I, I did think, actually I think, in, si- I think they were a Sydney dance pop act yeah uh, I just found this boring as fucking hell sorry Staffo I just it. I could not get into it, um, it, like, it it's a throwback album it really is but I don't know, it just didn't really bring anything new for me. Did you react to it a bit better than I did? Well, that's killed the bird, hasn't it? <laughs> Sorry, dude. <sighs> Lisi! Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah? Lisi. Lisi. You're fucking good in a rapper. Talk about your fucking good in a rapper. Ah. You've got nothing to add to even. Well, at what's all? the fucking point? You've just shat all over the fucking album. There's no point in me saying anything about it now. <laughs> Sorry. Um, look, this started really badly. I re- you reckon? I, I thought the first it started tank- as shit grime ripoff and got worse. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it got worse. It was just fucking Ooh, cars and cash, and then he. It, it was like he's not even the prince of grime. He's like the fucking state premier of grime. Yeah, um, I, I thought I thought he badly needed a. Uh, who's the, the the dude with Sims and Inflow? It is Inflow. <laughs> Inflow is the dude yeah. with Sims. Yeah, like he badly needs someone to write some better beats for him. Yeah, the beats the beats just sounded like that sounded kind like, of skeptical oh, oh, Stormzy the, level, like they were yeah, oh, off the off the shelf grime beats. Grime bird, also US influence, like grime trap hybrid. 
Um, but in, but the, the first track was just it, it sounded exactly like a grind. It had the, had the it had all the beats of a like, it, not beats in terms of literally, but yeah, like, the beats dramatically of a grime song. Yeah. In that they'd have the the There's line the and then a little and echo, that. and then the line and yeah. then a little echo kind of thing. It was it was it, it was mimicking, and it was like, oh, I see why Bezos picked this. But the rest of the album didn't really do that sort no. of stuff to it. And, and, and more bars than Jared Hayne is a. I don't know if I can stand for that lyric. Yeah, I understand what they're going for, but um, yeah, yeah, not 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 sure, not sure about that at all. It, it devolved pretty much like from the second track on. Like one, once he got into snakes and he was doing the Goodner version of of guns, guns and bitches. Yeah, it was pretty like, much. Yeah. <laughs> okay, dude. Like you could probably make a grime influenced suburban Australian album. And even copy the beats, but do you have to copy the content? Because well, I'm pretty sure. I'm and when pretty you're sure talking about, you know, suggest, talking about gangland killings in Goodna, I'm like, it's, are it's there that South many London. gangland killings in Goodna that they make that you can write songs about? I don't, I don't know, I don't know Goodna. I don't want to know Goodna. Goodna sounds like <laughs> a brand of fucking dog food. And if you've ever been there, it smells like a brand of dog food. Um, there was one track that was like really anti-gangster and anti-coke kind of rap. But it, but it's a bit like uh, that. Um, I, I haven't watched. Um, um, you should. I think you should leave. But I've seen the meme of the the guy in the hot dog costume who crashes into, into the building. And um, it's clear everything, like the whole disaster that, that he results is clearly his fault. But um, he's like, saying, look, we're all trying to find the guy who did this when he's clearly the guy who did this. Yeah. It's very, we're all trying to find the guy who did this areas where he's singing about how crap fucking cokey gangster rap is. Given that, you know, a couple of tracks earlier, he was talking about how fucking hard he was and how much he ran the show and how much he was the king in these streets. And fucking how many stacks he made. He's only like 21. Yeah, he's like, similar age to your man, um, uh, Prince of Grime, whose name escapes me. Um, I don't know how much, you know, I don't know how much life experience he can really rap about. But anyway. Well, the thing is that, that I would give him credit for this album sounding like a much more expensive version of the same thing. Hmm. Because he's probably done this for two bucks fifty, And it sounds like it could be- uh, like like a, a big label, terrible yeah, knockoff grime a, a, album. Australian knockoff grime album. Yes. Whereas I, I, I don't think they've done this for a lot of money. So to, for that for that level alone, they've they've done a great job of making it sound like it's worth a lot of money. I did um, I did love his his bio, which was in a scene dominated by bravado and chest puffery. Good and a rapid, Lisi offers a refreshingly relatable and grounded approach. You fucking what, son? <laughs> Like he did more. He did so much dick swinging. He almost helicoptered off into the sky. <laughs> like he's referencing Top Boy, which is like we the most Top Boy, br- the br- most British grime TV show yeah. there is. Uh, I like. Okay, yeah. settle down. He's got. A, he's got a decent flow, even if his content's kind of shit. Yeah. Um, uh, I liked it when he got a little bit more political, like Brown Brother, when he talked about yeah. you know not being a proud Samoan man in in Australia and. Um, you know all of the socio-political elements that go into being. That I thought that that's cool, and that actually spoke to some of the stuff that um, Islander rap has given us in New Zealand. And I thought, oh, that, that's kind of translatable. But I don't want to hear more fucking. We're going to pretend that that Goodner is Compton. Um, 
bullshit. It's, uh, fuck off. It's not fucking Gundar is not Compton. Yeah. Dara is and, and not if, fucking Watts. If he lent into not that, South Central LA. Yeah. Fuck off. If he'd lent into that a bit more, I think it would have been um, a much better album. Yeah. If he tried um, king it and, and basically and, and told more, and sung more about his people and himself, I'd be more interested in hearing that. Hmm. Because I, I mean, if I want to hear about what's like in South Central, I'll listen to fucking NWA. I won't listen to some fucking clown in, in, in a shit part of fucking southwestern Brisbane. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Warbly Jets. I'm I'm fascinated to th- to see what you thought of this album. So, I made a mistake this week. Mm. I listened to the to Warbly Jets' 2017 album. Oh, first, and yeah, you, no, that's well, not, I didn't that's do it. Didn't do it first, what... but I did like the, on the second time I went back to it. Yeah. And that album is such a slice of fucking joy. It is so yeah. it's like an unbridled, super concentrated joy. And this album, while it's quite good it's not that it is very much a, a product of, of the times it's been through and there are and, you know it, songs like fucking bad news and um and fucking the, the, the songs are about the experience like the anxiety and the depression and the stress of of modern life and post fucking uh, pandemic life um what it reminded me was of the, of the shit fight that we're going through now and how great life was like in 2017, even though we thought it was terrible because we had Donald Trump and Brexit and, and whatever else. Um, but no, this album this album is uh, um, musically confused, but in, in, in an interesting way. It's much more cut up and much more sample driven and much more fucking around. Yeah, there's almost like stuff you'd kind of associate with your West Coast... Um, Hip-hop producers of the early 90s, your Dust Brothers style. There's okay, lots, of, well, lots do, of hacking shit you, up and putting it back together and looping stuff. Do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the Zeropa Pop U2 albums, where it was these guys that have guitars and mm. and drums and, and bass, but obviously want to play in the electronic space mm. and want to chop shit up and... You know, put it back, put it back together in the wrong way, sort of thing. But and they still were the most a- interesting U2 albums, and that was the last yeah. time U2 did anything interesting. So I really, I really found it accessible. Look, I, I, I was trying to think whether this is a top five album, right? Because I've only listened to it a couple of times. It, yeah, I've got to, you know, really give it a, a, a bit of breathing room. And I just don't know whether it's strong enough. But it's so interesting, and I think this is what. But both of these other albums, or this is what I, I, I found, um, sort of so hard to grasp with the Even album is that I was just bored shitless with the Even album whereas this right, I was like we've heard it we've heard it okay yeah, yeah. But, but but this I, I was like it's alright Adam I'll, 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 once he's off I'll, I'll tell you what I thought about the album <laughs> you can uh, tack, a, tack a monologue I'll take a monologue at the, the end and explain you know how wrong I am fucking Luddite <laughs> it's not the first time that, that your opinion of decent music has been ruined by all the terrible bands that rip it off. And given the fact that you listen to a lot of Australian mm-hmm. hip-hop, you should be very familiar with that. Uh, yeah, that's true, but I didn't have to listen to endless amounts of Australian hip-hop, bad Australian hip-hop live, because I booked because most Because nobody wanted hip-hop. to go and see it in live venues. Well, no, I, I so therefore you didn't need to put it on in your gig. At, at my venue, so I only listened to good stuff, whereas I just... You, had to fill space with indie pop bands. Um, you mean music anyway, that people I, wanted I, to hear? 
Well, no, not really, because someone came to see those pants. It's probably because you were bad at your job. Um, anyway. <laughs> I mean, are you still doing it? Well, clearly it didn't work out. Whereas Ash Naylor has been doing the same job for 25 years. Yes, that's true. I, 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 will, I will give you that. He is much better at his job than I am at mine. Um, Fuck it, we're going to have the even discussion. The thing about even though is Ash Naylor, this album that even that Ash Naylor released, which yeah. I would have been delighted if he'd had an editor on because I don't think there's two albums worth of material here. I think there's one album's worth of material here, and I did much prefer the first album to the second album, the the in terms of the, the discs. Yep. Um, side A. Side A, yes. Yeah. Side A had more, much more, much more brightness there's to a, it. There's a, there's a, there's a, uh, a current reference for all our listeners. Disc one. It, 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 if you click on the album, it is actually disc one. Um, it's it, this. It could have been released at any stage between 1995 and now, which yep. I, I really respect. It's it's kind of an ACDC style dedication to purity of this, fucking target. This, this is exactly what it could have been. Now it is a more kind of nostalgic and melancholic kind of version. I mean, particularly the second album. You'd ha- I feel like you need to be in a particular space to kind of bliss out on that because it is quite melancholic. It is quite, you know, kind of roll and loll in it. It's very low key. And there was only like part of the week I felt like I could do that. And part of the week I just like, oh, I'd like to move on. And I'd like to go and listen to Black Umbrella or Electric Light or one of one of the more kind of joyous bangers that, um, that Ash Naylor can do. There weren't a lot of that. And I understand why that worked because... You know, his wife and his kid had COVID. You know, he he, he went through a lot in the last year or so. Um, but there are some, some tracks on the Evian albums where where you know he's he's deep in his bag where the where the loose chips are, like Miracle Drum and Six Monkeys. Um, but um, yeah, uh, you know, is an hour nineteen of this stuff necessary? Probably not. Could he could he have used an editor? Probably. Is it worth worrying about? Probably not. Nah, um, not, not it, in the spot, not in the Spotify era. I, no, I, I think I think you you nailed it though, and this is why you're completely right that my opinion has no relevance to this at all, and is sort of only a, an opinion that Clip it. that I'm gonna <laughs> like like that wasn't already fucking everyone knows that. Um, is that like I I just have an aversion for this t- type of music, and this this particular. Uh, album is such a better example of this style of music than the, the the shit that I was subjected to again and again and again on a Wednesday night. So I I should be able to disassociate myself from that, but I just can't. Just choose not to. Mm. And to be fair, you could make the same argument about uh, Lissy because he's he's doing a version of a. An Australian hip hop album. Although you know, he's influenced by some various other people, but um, he's doing a version of an album that, that exists in other contexts, and maybe he's not doing the best version of that. Um, but I'm judging it as bad because uh, I'm in a bad mood. That's all. Um, no, that's not I, quite I, right. No, I, don't, I, I think you're right. Like I, I quite, I quite liked the first song, and I just thought it got worse and worse. And he, yeah, the first it, song it, just made me think, okay, this is this is this is really grimy. Yeah, but I think it was the lyrics in the first in the first one that was a little bit more. It wasn't full, and then the second one, it's like I live in South London. It's like, dude, fucking, I, I, I live in Brisbane, mate. It's not London in any way, shape, or form. Why are you doing this? You don't need to do this. You don't need to create. Something well, the thing about you know is 
the, the what was it? The Mayosu, where he's talking about his, his footy playing mate who he brought out on a gang thing and his mate got killed. It was like, if that happened, would that happen in Goodner? I don't think that happened in Goodner. I, I just, I just, I'm, I'm, my suspension of disbelief doesn't fucking extend to believing that that fucking happens. Mm. Yep. But the funny anyway. thing, the thing about track one that was interesting is that it was radio edited. Like the swears were bleeped out. And then in the next word, oh, he's right. dropping C-bombs left, right and centre. Yes. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's not going to be a trend that follows then. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a shit of an episode to fucking um, to drop <laughs> uh, tunes for because we keep skipping from album to album. But um, um, the... Uh, the other thing that annoyed me about about the the Lucy album was that it really had fucking Fisher Price, my first trap beats for a lot of it. Yeah. It was just fucking basic. That, that, really that's fucking what I basic. said. He needs he needs some like if you want to write grind beats, that's fine. Find yeah. someone like find someone in the UK that can write you good grind beats. Don't just don't just do a facsimile of it. Yeah. Anyway. And to circle back to Wobbly Jets. Um, I can't, I can't be upset with a band that, particularly a young band that that that, that has a long gap between first and second albums, that evolves their sound dramatically in between. Like yeah. this is the hell of a long way from their first album. It's yeah. almost like, you know, Silverchair Frog Stomp to Neon Ballroom distance in terms of this does not sound like this anymore. And you got to expect, okay, when the y- y- young kids are going to evolve their sound, this is not. I don't enjoy this album as much as the the Wobbly Jet self-titled debut album, but I'm still interested in it. And you've got to kind of divorce your feelings from the previous album because this album's not being assessed against the previous album. This album's being assessed against everything else that's released this year. And and they will absolutely if they bring out another album, we'll absolutely be jumping on it because I'm just fascinated to see where they'll go. They're, um, they're just really good, and they kind of a they're kind of an undiscovered gem because they're not you know they're not that big. Um, and this is still kind of redolent of early 90s influences, but it's a different set of, no- of early 90s re- uh, influences to the album from last time. You know, it, last time it was it was about kind of very Manchester, Happy Mondays kind of joyous climbing fucking pop rock. And this is much more, you know, there's kind of hip-hop ele- elements and there's even a tiny bit of fucking trip-hop and all kinds of interesting shit mm. in here. So. Yeah, there, no, there was more than a tiny bit of trip-hop. There was a couple yeah. of... There was a couple of early songs in this where I was like, "Am I getting the modern trip hop album?" And then they sort of went away from it a bit. But I, but I was like, I was fully yeah. excited. The album felt more and more like yeah. the previous album the further you went into it because it's they started to because they've got a really good ear for a really, really great pop chord progression, and they can write really good pop songs. For a pair of kids from fucking San Francisco, wherever the fuck they're from, LA, um, yeah. They deserve to be much bigger than they are, I think. What, what do you reckon the the best track on the on the album was, though? Uh, the entire twenty seventeen album, because <laughs> I listened to that and I I love that album so much. It's just uh, I think ba- I think Bad News was my favorite track. Bad so. News was good. Yeah, ironically, um, oh, I, you can pick an even song. Nass is a good track. Low Resolution's a good track. Um, there's a lot of good tracks on it. But I did, I did find myself thinking, would I trade any of this for anything from the first album? And the answer is kind of no. I think I'd take anything nah. from the first album uh, above it. Just, But I mean, the first album is much more wearing its influences on its sleeve, you know, you, you, which is a polite way of saying it's derivative. But um, if a pastiche is, is perfectly landed, it becomes a tribute. Whereas this doesn't feel um, like a pastiche of anything. This feels like, you know, 
their own confused like adult work, yeah. which is kind of cool. It, it feels like that, that they've been listening to a whole heap of shit. And they've been going through a whole lot of shit. Sort of bled out in interesting ways. Yeah, because the first album was entirely, it was just a whole bunch of joyous pop songs lyrically as well. It was just, whereas this is much more about lived experience. This is, there's much more, um, there's much more zeitgeist that's fed into this sort of stuff. The previous album could have been released at any any time between 1969 and and 2017. And more likely Mm -hmm. about 1990, 1991. But um, (laughs) this album belongs to now. All right, what shall we do for new tunes? All right, well, you go first because I always go first. Well, I've been nostalgic for the Funkors this week and like you said, I'm not getting another Funkors album, so I'm going to go with the next best thing, which is uh, an album by a guy called Birds with a Z uh, who's just had a new album come out who Trials wrote all the beats for. So he's a Northern Territory rapper. Um. So yeah, let's give that a go. Go. We'll see if we can um do better with the Australian hip hop this week than last week. We won't. <laughs> well, you know, look. If Charles is writing the beats, they're going to be better beats. So true. Because the dude, d- dude knows how to write a beat. I'm going to go for um an album called Glue or a band called Glue G L W O Glue 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 Glue. Glue, lowercase. Mm-hmm. It's about what sort of stuff do they do? Um, the most popular song is called "Takes the Piss." <laughs> Sounds like another five star review. You might you might get the message. Glue just glue speak for timeless day to day drudgery and and angst, modern life's niggling problems from unconquerable dead mountains to living in a shithole, and the lack of opportunities therein are all game for their abrasive high energy output. So, there you okay. go. There are a bunch of shouty fucking English cunts from the tidy town on the West Sussex coast. And that's all um, because I had I, basically, all, I looked at all the albums I have on my list and they're all Joker albums. I don't want to pick any of them as a fucking- Oh, I was going to say, okay, so you you sound like you've still, because I've only got that Ladyhawk album as my on my Joker list. So, what have you got other stuff that you think would be better? I have, all right, how about an all cheese week? All right. What do you Let's want? Do it. The Darkness or Wolf Mother? Uh, or to be both. honest, I think I'd, I'd rather The Darkness, to be honest. Yeah. I feel like we know what Wolf Mother will do yeah. and be. Yeah. Let's, Let's go The that. Darkness. At, at least The Darkness will be deliberately funny. Yeah, that's right. Whereas, Whereas just Stockdale, Stockdale doesn't know he's the punchline. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm very inclined to listen to the Wolf Mother album anyway, just in case he's accidentally Look, done something. If if I get into it early in the week, I'll yeah. I'll give it a listen. So I'll link it in the show notes, but I won't put it on the playlist. So is that right. sounds good? Uh, the, look, the it was worth it for the Wobbly Jets album. I quite like that. Yeah, that might be a grower. If I can keep pushing out the idea of the previous album, then and just yeah. just you know. Play the ball on its merits kind of thing. Yeah, I think that might be a, like, just throw it on in the background while I'm cooking dinner album just to see how it sits in my brain and, and yeah, like you said, see see if it grows on me because quite often albums like that do, they, there's a little bit more uh, layers to them that you can discover with time that you just don't get in a week. In dead. All right. Lovely to chat to you, Doc. It was lovely to chat to you, too. Oh, 
Fucking words. I was I was supposed to be playing a uh, touch football carnival this weekend, and it got rained out. So I'm drinking whiskey instead. Shouts to La Nina. That's our girl. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, all this rain sucks. I'm like, no, no, it doesn't. I can remember when it was dry for a long time. My farm is not brown, and I get to stay home on my fucking deck and drink whiskey. Get fucked. This is gorgeous. Yeah. So It's going to be a summer for it. Oh, yeah. I've already uh, prepped for a couple of flood-ins. So, unfortunately- (laughs) You've ordered more whiskey. Yeah. Look, you know- Pre-kids being flooded in was so exciting. It's not quite as exciting as it used to no, be. No, because like- you, you flooded in with your with your hot girlfriend, then you just end up doing hot, you know, hot girlfriend stuff. Yeah. If you flooded in yeah. with your kids, you just just end up going fucking mad. Like, um, mm. I've spent a week with a small puppy, and it reminded me of all the worst parts of being a parent with with small children. Everything just everything smells of shit, and you're constantly terrified <laughs> that something is going to go horribly wrong. Sounds like good preparation for being a grandparent, mate. Well, at least as a grandparent, you can always hand them back. Yeah, that's true. That is true. All right. I'll catch you on the flip side, Doc. Cheers, bro. See ya. got myself into like the best shape I've been in probably 20 years and then it got rained out uh because I was so paranoid because I was playing opens I was like I'm so paranoid I'm, gonna I'm not gonna be the reason like this fucks up yeah oh I, I, I just don't want to be I don't want to look like a complete idiot like we were always but gonna have be you found yourself, like idiot. I mean have you, have you found that you just end up running around with you with your rig out just just with your, with your shirt off just to fucking just to get high <laughs> Hi, hi! I'm not fucking ninety-five hi, kilos let me, let me anymore. With my nipples. Ah, <laughs> oh, look! It, I was talking to another an, another mate of mine who's the same age, who's was also doing the same thing, and he um uh uh he was like he sent me a message when it got called off, and he's like, "Go and have a steak and a beer." Yep, have a nasty pie. Meanwhile, it was like. You know, the 22-year-olds in my side are, like, more cut than I am and eating a pie and having a cigarette before before training. It's like, nuts. Yeah, time's a fucking cunt. Have you not figured this out? Time is an absolute cunt. Look, I, I'm I'm super stoked that I've got I, I'm literally big- watching my gut expand by the week. I'm like, oh, oh, God, I'm bigger than I was this time last week. It's just nasty. Look, I, I'm, I'm super happy that i got back into this shape, but it sort of is a little bit deflating that I got back into a shape for a reason and now I don't have the reason anymore. So, I was like, oh, well. Well, you could just become one of those dudes who oils up and goes to rock festivals, you know. Oh, look, look now that I'm fit, I'll stay fit, but I was hoping to play 40, 45, over 45s for Queensland this next year. And Are you lying you know, about your age again? 
No, well, because because it's next year, it's whatever. Oh, it's what you're going to be. What? Yeah, it's what I'm going to say. Even though I'm 43, I would have been 43 when I played the tournament. It, because I'm 45 at the end of next year, I could have played over 45. So How's that work? I, you would be 45 at the end of next year, would you? Yeah, December next year. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, like, I would have carved 45s in the shape that I'm in at the moment. I just would have killed it. So, you would have been I've, the ringer that everyone would have wanted for. Like, this, you're, the, you're the fucking strategic advantage for this competition. They need to get 43-year-olds who are turning 45 at the end of the of the competition year. Yeah. And the people who are the youngest possible people who they can legally get into the comp. It's like but, the um, opposite of age grade stuff where you get the oldest yeah, possible right. kid who's still age eligible. Uh, but yeah, because I'm not going to the other tournament that you get selected from because I got I got work stuff in March. Um, yeah, I won't get picked. They'll they'll pick all people that they know. But anyway, it was fun getting fit again. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I can't believe that at all. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't enjoy the bit where um, you sick down your front. Yeah, don't enjoy the bit where you're not fit and you're trying to get fit. But I, once you sort of start getting back into shape, I enjoy it. But yeah, not the first bit. Man, I got no prospect of having any time to do that sort of stuff. So yeah, well, I do it at stupid hours o'clock. Do it at four four thirty in the morning. So um, all right, I'm going to bed. So you can do your fitness stuff. Yep, I'm going to save drinking for a few hours. <laughs> Watch some more of the Bathurst Channel. Oh, no, they've stopped for the night. So. That was 2012. I have to wait for it. I'm not skipping 13 and 14. I still don't watch any. I don't watch any years back where Ford won. So um, I'm, still, I'm, still, I'm taking that to the grave, even though Holden are dead. I'm, I'm still, I still only watch Holden wins. Uh, all right, dude. Catch you later. Cheers, man. is the year of the lion and more than ever Holden is the name in Australia's driving future the road that takes Australia forward is the road